I'm. <laughs> this is my passport. You all are sick. that they confiscated you up from with your me. Passports? I can't see my passport that they confiscated <laughs> from me in that ghetto ass Muritala useless Muhammadu can, airport. Real quick, it will can not we talk about people in that airport? Can you, we talk will about be good how for you the Nigerian, the Lagos airport is the most ghetto place I've it's ever been in my ghetto. entire life. No, not even the ghetto. It's life. the trenches. The it's ghetto the has more respectability. <laughs> the ghetto has more respectability. Can I tell you about me in Asia? When I, when I was there, this was smack dab in the middle of Omicron wave of COVID. The entire airport had no running water. I said, I can't. I can't. I can't. I just... <laughs> Why are my people... What money was slated for the airport and who embezzled it? That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> How is the water turned off in the middle of a pandemic? And a holiday, it's, it was Christmas. I can't. Because it's a pandemic, but that's another topic. You know what? Go on, gonna... Asia, Asia, get off the, get off the recording. So <laughs> let me, y'all, this is the Ain't I a Traveler episode. Y'all, I've been looking forward to this. I got my expired passport right here. What? Why you gotta look at me like that? I'm about to renew it. I'm about to while while we're having the conversation, I'm about to go here to travel.state.gov. I'm looking at you like that because you be the main one. Let's come to Houston and then we can go to Panama from Houston. How was you gonna go to Panama, Asia, with no passport? Because I was gonna get the expedited renewal thing. Mm. Go ahead with your intro. Go ahead with your intro. I'm about to do expedite anyway. <laughs> Zimmy always got something to say. She'd be hungry though. We're gonna forgive her because she'd be so hungry. Um <laughs> I'm gonna let you live on that. It just gave me an episode idea, actually. So I'm gonna just add it to our working document. Oh lord, um, she's gonna call me problematic. No, <laughs> I want us to have a, a episode about bodies. So we gone. Let me just add a little note. Go ahead. Keep on with your intro. Okay. So y'all, this episode, we plan to get into a lot of different things. We, we really want to talk about where we've been, where we want to go, who's coming with us, who we got to leave behind. And, you know, some of the barriers and challenges to traveling um, for folks, um, coming out of marginalized communities, um, dealing with different barriers, um, to moving freely about the world. So we're going to get into that as well. We're also going to make some recommendations for y'all, um, give y'all some insight into what has worked for us, um, what might work for you. And we really want y'all to like reach out to us. Let us know about the adventures you're having. We want your recommendations as well. And um, we just want to make sure that we're cultivating a community of people who have seen more of the world, uh, engage with more of the world. And so y'all know I'm going to have to get into a little bit about dating and romance internationally. Mm. We're not talking about you, Zimmy. We know that you you don't really get out much. (laughs) (laughs) Shade and slander. I do get out. I just don't internationally we're gonna talk about the reasons why we're gonna get into that shout out to those visa hustling though asia will be down your block oh wait a minute you see this okay you started with me i did okay Mm -hmm. but look so but be to me 
you came up with an idea. Um, there was something that you wanted to make sure to do on every episode. Can you tell us what that's going to be? Oh my God, y'all. Don't worry, I got somebody for you if you don't have one for yourself. I am ill-prepared, y'all. I was so caught up doing everything else. Just tell us about, tell us about your idea. Beatamy, tell us about your idea. Okay, so y'all, this is my idea. Okay, so for real, for real, like next episode, I ain't even going to play with y'all. Guys. Have I have one, that. so we're gonna do it anyway after you. Enter. Oh, okay. Well, well, Zimmy is going to give us an example of what a dusty of the day is going to be and look like. So, my idea of dusty of the day is every time there's gonna be somebody who I talk about who has been at peak dustiness at just well, like it's as if they send you like. <laughs> I don't know who sends you on the errand, but somebody sent you. So we are going to drag you for at least two and a half minutes, right? So you're going to be the dusty today. It could be anything, right? It could be politics. It could be social. It could be economics. It could just be you're being an asshole. Like, but if you're being a dusty, then I'm being a dusty. And then we're going to pass the drag. And then we're going to hashtag pass the drag. So I actually do have a dusty of the day. Um, I... So someone who's really great, shout out to you, Brian. Um, he always, y'all know Brian from, well, y'all don't know him. I think I know him the best. Um, you do, but shout out to Brian. He's always putting me up on game, sending me articles. Not the, not that Brian. You don't know this Brian B to me. Um, but he, all the articles I be sending y'all, like whenever we have episodes and like just random podcast episodes, he's the one that's always sending me this stuff. So he sent me this podcast. Um Excuse me, Zimmy. Yeah. There's a man sending you information when we're yeah. talking about feminism. Yeah, he's really well informed. Anyway, let me tell you. He's he's oh, a good wow. people. You should get to know him. He's kind of like, you know, my my brother in Christ. You know, like some <sighs> no, men no, are no, are, no, are no. decent. Um no, 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 no. but anyway, shout out to you. So he sent me this uh uh podcast that I'm not gonna name. Um, trash, you can think of like fresh and fit, you know, one of those trash ass podcasts. Um, and actually they had on this guest, they had on this woman who is, who describes herself as a femininity coach. Um, and her name is six, the goddess. I want to crown six, the goddess as the first dusty, dustiest of dust mites of the day. Why it gotta be a woman? Because let me tell you, I'm going to tell you why. Because Six the Goddess is booty clapping for uh, misogyny and patriarchy. Um, and she's doing it in a way that's hella weird, hella problematic. And she's also, well, let me not say that. I don't, I think this is the same Well, this is I'm a practice of. dusty of the day. Dusties can be women too, particularly women like Six the Goddess. But the first one can't be a woman. The first one is a woman. The inaugural oh, Dusty wow. is Six the Goddess. Asia, help me out here. Asia, don't help her. Let her let it go. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, the next one can be a man. Actually, the next episode is going to be about religion. And so we are going to drag a bunch of pastors. So it's only fair that we start out with a woman because after all, ain't I a woman? Um, six the goddess is the walking embodiment of internalized misogyny so she's on this podcast booty clapping about how 
the issue with uh, black women is that we're too masculine. We're overweight. We don't want to work out. Mm. We have fupas. We don't know how to rest in our femininity. Um, you know, she's co-signing the most like ludicrous arguments about like black women know how to submit to their bosses, but act like they can't come home and submit to their men. I mean, it's, it's like atrocious shit. Like she's worse than the men who were the hosts of the podcast. She's just a guest. Um, and so I did a little bit of digging on Six to Goddess because, you know, she's reading the black girls for filth about how we're all single and lonely and, you know, we don't know how to submit and we're, you know, terrible women. And that's why black men. Turns out Six the Goddess is nothing but the a walking embodiment of everything she hates. Right. So she spends all this time slandering single women. Sis isn't married. She goes on and on about like promiscuous women, baby mothers, single mothers. Shout out to all the single moms, though, because you know we fuck with y'all. Wait, but this is a whole phenomenon, though. It, it, and that's why we get to slander her, especially coming off our last episode. Because there's another femininity coach on Clubhouse. Drag who, Like, what's her name? Pink Pill. Is telling people how to. I mean, there's more than one. Zimmy. Femininity coach who's like (laughs) telling black women like what they need to do, who they need to pick, how they're messing up. But boo, you're messing up. Like, ooh, this is a whole phenomenon of, and you know what? It's not that they are like, just hypocrites right but it's like they don't want to be one of the black women who quote unquote is afraid of the truth that's what they'll say like i'm not a, i'm not afraid of the truth you can talk badly about other black women to me and i'll be okay with it therefore despite the fact that i'm a single mother and despite the fact that i'm none of the things that you tell me i should be even though i chose a man who might be a whole jailbird or anti-black racist or what have you I'm still, you know, a higher caliber of Black woman than these other Black women. It's really just the Hunger Games out here. I'll go on mute. I wanted to particularly make them the Dusty of the day when I realized you didn't have a Dusty B to me because we dragged the men last episode. We talked about all this manosphere rhetoric, how problematic it is. And I think it's only fair that we like also acknowledge the women who are hell bent on perpetuating some of the most toxic and vile language um, and um, and ideas on the interwebs. And I just happened to come across this podcast. I mean, I'm only through 49 minutes and I've almost vomited at least three times. It's disgusting. Um <laughs> And she's a tall woman. That's why her name is Six the Goddess. She's a fellow six-footer. So I'm embarrassed mm. that she's out here. You know what she said at one point in the episode? She said, I can't be tall and be um, by my own house. So she was clowning women who, like, purchased their own homes. It's like, no man. What? Is... It's... I sent y'all the episode, but I just sent it a couple hours ago. So I'm sure you haven't had a chance to um, So what to doesn't to she it. understand about if somebody buys the house, it's in their name and therefore it's their house? She like, said what... it's too masculine. Like, oh. you're well, masculine, like you're emasculating men. Making your Remember? own Yeah. So this is her quote. I can't be six foot tall and buying my own house and doing all of that. You know, what man is going to, she's an embarrassment. Um, Most tall women are not like this. And so y'all, dustiest of the day. I have to, I have to get my house.
Heineken because I can't. Not a Heineken. That's but you so see, Nigerian. It was I... a man who sent that to you because they wanted us to be on the show dragging women. You see? You see how the patriarchy <laughs> Dude, works? I'm talking about. And she just. Y'all are sick. Like, yeah, he's well informed. Mm, what about it? First of all, he also sent me that article about the history of the man- manosphere across the interwebs. So mm. shout out to him for giving us some, con- you know, yeah, that's us some history great article. Yeah. You're not okay. going to drag my homeboy, Brian. Shout I out to didn't. Him. I'm not dragging. I drag him. I didn't you got to focus. Keep that energy for six. The goddess. <laughs> I can't believe she let me get my Heineken. I can't. Sister, she ain't going to buy a house because she already six feet tall mm. and she will be damned before she but will own I a house think, solo. I think this is something that black women in particular deal with. They've mm. got to find a place for themselves within femininity and they're we're violently kept out of femininity and so some of what we do is enact violence to make a way for ourselves uh, by mm. pushing out other femme folks and you know we see it with trans women Ooh, um we see it uh with tall black women with you know mm. deep complexion black women um with black women who just don't show up performing femininity in the way they're supposed to And I think I've shared with y'all before, like, just always feeling like I failed femininity, but I also come out of a home with many, many sisters, many, many women who needed to establish themselves firmly within femininity and maybe shamed me and pushed me out to make more room for themselves. So let's not be donkeys. (laughs) Let's make sure that we're not pushing out other femme folk to make room for ourselves within femininity, within womanhood, because you end up being a donkey. I'll call me. Amen. Okay. So that is our first dusty of the day. Um, shout out to you, Six the Goddess. You are the inaugural dust mite, dustiest of the dusty, choking desert Sahara. We can't breathe. Dusty. We need water. We're part. Just. Oh, someone's background. Is that? That's B to me. We gonna have to cut that. Or that's Asia. Who was that? You're on mute now. I can't hear you. I can hear all the Vietnamese clink, clink, clank in the background. Hurry oh. up and get some goddamn snacks, Vietnamese. Or oh, that's Heineken. I mean, not Heineken. Vietnamese, she is drinking Heineken like a Nigerian. I'm for my dad. I love in. beer. I don't know why you don't like beer. I don't mind. A, what's that beer that I like? Corona? What'd you, but that's, what did you say? I saw you drinking Heineken like a true Nigerian, 70 year old man. Only you're a 24 year old. <laughs> 25. Did I tell y'all I forgot how old I was? I be forgetting to. I be forgetting to. How old I was, and I had to be reminded. Somebody was like, "Girl, no, that's not how old you are." (laughs) I was like, "Oh, for real?" They were like, "Yes, girl," and I was like, "Well, they be shaming me because I don't have a man and kids, so they be like, you better not buy a house, you masculine whore." You know. All right, let's let's we we we've crashed. Uh, what's her name? Six the Goddess. Long enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to you, sis. Do better. Of the day. So this is a preview of what Dusty of the day will be like. You will get dragged, so don't be dusty. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, on today's episode of Ain't I a Traveler, we want to get into a couple of things, right? So we want to talk about. We want to start off by talking about like where places that we have traveled. So, B to me, you want to kick us off? 
Um, the kid has been to a couple places. Okay, so a lot of the places that I traveled, it was when I was younger. So I've been to Germany, I've been to London, and of course I've been to Nigeria. Um, then I've also been to Maryland and of course California and Atlanta. Ooh. But yeah, other than that, I haven't been anywhere else. Mm, okay. And That's to date, what was, what were your experiences like traveling abroad? Like, were they positive? Were they? Y'all don't so- want me to get into my Nigeria trip yet, do you? I mean, nah, it's coming up. It's coming up. Will you just tell us like how you feel in general about travel? Like, do you want to do more travel or have you had experiences that make you feel like, wow, I'm not really into travel. Just tell us more about how you feel. Well, I definitely want to travel more. Um, My recent experiences traveling, it just, it felt right again. Like I miss traveling. I had I haven't been anywhere since like 2016. So this Mm. recent trip, like traveling and then traveling alone for the first time ever, like off the world, that was super exciting. So it was really cool. There was definitely a lot of, you know, (laughs) Turkey was a little funny. Um, And when I say funny, I mean, anti-Black, but we got through it. We, We, you know, we did what we needed to do. But it was other than that, like it was it was great. It was wonderful. There was just a lot of it was just a lot of weird shit, you know, that you'd be noticing. Um, but I'll get into it later. But it was it was good overall. So B to me, what is actually I do think you can get into Nigeria if I'm not mistaken. With my Heineken. So what is your favorite? What's the favorite place you travel to? So you told us about a couple places you've been. What is what are some of your faves? Um so far, Najano de Carilla. Hello. <laughs> like, the only place, my favorite place to visit really is Nigeria. Like, as fucked up as it is, it's home. That's, that's, it's home. You know, we got no running order at the airport and all. Girl, when I, I, after I left the airport, I think I told y'all there was this orange stain that was on my hand. For like three, four, five days after I landed. Yeah, and I remember the same that. thing happens when I was coming back. And I actually I found out that I think it was a combination of like the soap that I was using on the plane and then like the rust from the carts. Cause the carts were really rusty there. And so I was just because I wasn't understanding what was happening. And I'm like, I know it's not just the soap because like I've used this type of soap before. So I'm like, there has to be something else. And the fact that my hands turn orange, I'm like, it has to be the rest. There, there couldn't be anything else. I was just like, it was, it was just weird. It was weird. You missed the trenches. But Nigeria is definitely my favorite place. It's, it's weird because when you first touch down, you're like, guards up, you're scared. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to make it. You're just hoping that you see the outside of the airport doors. And when you, I'm telling you, and then when you finally do, it's like, okay, cool. We really here. Like, we have finally officially touched down. Like, you haven't reached Nigeria until you've made it past. 
indoors at the airport. The airport you. is the fucking. But can we also talk about the performance that Nigerians must give at all time? Everything is a. You know what? Let me. I'm not gonna slander my people today. We Wait a minute. You started <laughs> like. They are. I remember being at the airport and um. I don't know who I was like WhatsApping or texting and they were like, what's it like? And I was like, I feel like I'm in my mom's church. Like everything's just <laughs> dramatic. It's just people are having full blown loud ass arguments about who's cutting in front of who with online. It's just, it's loud. It's brash. Um, but it's, it's lovely. So this has <laughs> not been my experience of the Nigerian people whatsoever. My experience of Nigerian people. Well, when they're they on their best behavior. Well, yes. So, at, in workspaces or even in social spaces like I've never been to no quote-unquote rowdy quote-unquote loud social gathering of Nigerian people like it was very there was decorum there was good food there was great drink but these may like be classy. yeah these may be the bougie Nigerians well talking. what what I will also say too though is that you know the airport like that place pushes you like you could be the 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 most well mannered, very chill individual, but they fucking push you. Like when I was coming back, there's a reason why I got my my passports confiscated, <laughs> both my expired Nigerian passport and my United States passport. Like I literally I lost my shit. Like I was sending niggas out. I wasn't having it no more. Like in every language that I could eyes in my brain I was cussing niggas out whatever it is you hear whether it's pigeon your English I was cussing niggas out so it's like that's what happens too like in Nigeria like the country pushes like it literally like just for me I started the process to get my passport <laughs> dude <laughs> just to get niggas to give me a stamp on my paper so I could make it to the next step I was like, yo, what like what Nigerian is, embassy is 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 it's, it's, disorganized. So it's, it's like in the US, we, I'm talking. The US. So like when Getting we talk about way. like bureaucracy and the way that black people in other places weaponize aspects of white supremacy, this is like one of those things where anything like just going to the bank. Asia is a fucking headache like I went to the bank to try to because I had extra money sent over to me just to try to get my money we were in the bank for almost two hours we had the, the we had the account numbers we had the confirmations we had everything IDs everything and it was oh the network is down oh it's back up oh well it's down now again oh but we don't have this oh but we don't have and I'm like are you fucking kidding me Whole government buildings, like my cousin who works in a government like building, if like the light is gone, they can't do no work. They just be sitting there. But can I say looking at each other? I don't want to dissuade people from I mean, y'all know my Nigeria story. I lost not I lost damn near three thousand dollars of luggage of mine was stolen to this day. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I never got my luggage back or any money. Shout out to Ethiopian Airlines and a Sky Airlines. It's fuck y'all. Do, don't ever fly them <laughs> ever. Yeah. Don't unless they are your absolute last resort. Do not fly a Sky Airlines. They're a carrier of Ethiopian Airlines trash. 
And also, I'm positive for getting my shit there and back, though. Well, this is when I had to fly between. I was going from Nigeria to Senegal, right? So a lot of airlines don't do don't carry within the continent. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I'm pretty sure my luggage was stolen in Nigeria. (laughs) (laughs) They said, "Oh, she's not going to any uh, European country, or she's not going to America." Oh, what's this in this bag? I like this, but yeah, even. Even with that, which is like a shitty experience, like that's a lot of fucking money I didn't plan on losing in one place. <laughs> one place. Um, I still am going to go back. Now, I'm going with a carry-on and y'all can't touch nothing of mine. I ain't checking shit. <laughs> but I'm still going to go back. So I don't want to dissuade people from going. It's it's no. a wonderful, It's a, it's a, it really is a wonderful experience. Don't, ex- I suggest going with people who are familiar um, but it can be a lovely yeah. experience. But I mean, like once it, 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 it's not to dissuade people, but it's to like, cause for our audience and the people who listen to us, they're aware, like this is a symptom of like the problem that is white supremacy. The reason why it's so hard for, you know, when you are traveling and there's certain things that you have to be wary of is because of all the other like problems that are happening within the country like existential shit so but Zimmy's right like it's an amazing place to go like I'm always trying to drag my friends to come with me and you know I it, it's amazing it's, it's a turn up it a, really is like Nigerian people love to party we love to have fun and that's the thing like with people who go through so much shit who have to deal with like a whole bunch of shit every single day and that's with any like group of people that I've noticed like we know how to fucking turn it just it look shit is hard life sucks but we gonna have a good time and we gonna get drunk so absolutely it always all right out. so asia tell us where you been girl and where out of all the places you've been have you loved mm, well when i was a little girl my dad had a camper and he would pack all the kids in and my mom and drive them all over the country And I don't know what I was around for exactly, but I know that when it came to seeing the country, traveling, exploring, that was something that I had been exposed to since I was very young. Mm -hmm. And um, when I became of age to do more traveling and adventuring on my own, I took my very first international trip to Argentina or Argentina. And I stayed in Buenos Aires for about 10 months. And while I was there, I lived in the city. I worked in the city. I studied Spanish language, fell in love, got my heart broken, and then brought my ass. Hood ratings. (laughs) <laughs> we told you to stay away from those white men, but you. Ain't. Well, the interesting thing about that, it, we'll get into it when we talk uh, we'll, international. Yeah, we'll, get we'll get into it. So but, I think. Um, so oh, where? Oh. No, oh. I was going to ask where have you loved, right? Or actually, you haven't finished telling us where you've yeah, been. Yeah, like, like, Yeah, no. So while I was in Argentina, um, I was a part of a study abroad program, and one of the trips we took, it was just a day trip, is that we went into Uruguay. And it's just across uh, this 
body of water called the Rio de la Plata, and you take a um, like a tugboat <laughs> across uh, a water taxi, a water taxi across into um, it's not Montevideo, is it Colonia, Colonia Uruguay, and we kind of got to walk through the cobblestone streets of the city and it was remarkable to see the influence of West Africa in that region and it was very palpable very powerful and so it was just like a strong reminder to me that black people are a global people and at that point in my life there was nowhere in the world that I, I had I, that I'd been that didn't have a strong presence of black people and that was a very beautiful moment for me um so i cherished that moment and then when i came back many years later i had some friends who were like hey asia there's a concert in mexico we're going are you down and i was very down at that time in my life i was down to do whatever if somebody hit me up and said let's go i will go so i went to um I went to Tijuana. I had a lot of mezcal. Oh my God. Mezcal is one of my favorite drinks. Y'all should know that. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely grew up around a lot of people from Mexico, from Central America. Uh, I consider Spanish my second language. Well, probably my third language because I learned sign language before I learned Spanish. Um and so it's just very much a part of who I am. Uh, shout out to mi familia um, in, in, in LA who, um, who introduced me to pupusas and um, pupusas. We're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, pupusas. Um, and, like, oh. Oh, oh my goodness. I, yeah. So just open up my world, my culinary world. Um, and just my musical world and cultural world, my linguistic world. So yeah, I definitely um, have spent the vast majority of my travel experience in Latin America. Oh, and what has been your favorite place to go? And it could be US or abroad. My favorite place to go well, I mean, there's a reason why I didn't leave Argentina. I mean, I knew before I got there that I wanted to live abroad for a time. So I decided that before I ever touched down there. But if it wasn't a city that I could live in, then I wouldn't have stayed. I would have just went home. But I had an amazing time. Um, there's definitely challenges uh, living in a country like Argentina, that which considers itself to be a white country um, with a very complicated history and erasure of the presence of Afro-Argentinos. Um, frequently when I would mention Afro-Argentinos, uh, uh, white Argentinians would tell me like, oh, you know what? Like they died out. They, you know, they all died. You know, there's, there's no more Afro-Argentinos here. And I would be like, whoa, because I literally just saw... <laughs> somebody who speaks Spanish just as well as you, but is as brown as me. How do you explain these things? <laughs> so um, there's just a very interesting um, project going on down there to make Argentina a white country, despite the influences of the indigenous people and the West African mm. people uh, who made 
um, invaluable contributions there. Okay. So Nigeria and Argentina, let me, I don't want to say it like, I'm going to say it wrong. So I'm not even going to do it. Cause I know Latinx people, Hispanic people, but just try it with me. Argentina. Okay. Let me tell you why I don't want to do it. I no, no, I'm going to give you a real answer. So I, I, I consult part-time and you know, some of the work I do is with organizations. And I literally was just in a focus group couple of days ago where this woman was talking about like how off-putting it is for her when she's with her white colleagues and they try to like use the correct pronunciation and like roll their R's and it's like not right <laughs> and how agitating she finds it and so I was like girl let me go ahead and not do that because I already know I'm gonna be like I <laughs> oh my god so she Ooh. she was like yeah you don't people should if you are not a spanish speaker please don't and so i said she wasn't talking to me she was just telling me you know as a part of the the, the uh interview i was doing with her and i said you know i'm gonna keep that in the back of my mind and um politely shut the fuck up <laughs> well, <in> argentina <laughs> well i, I don't want to offend anyone well, I, I feel like, well, I, I'm not going to speak for her, but for me, right, part of the reason why, like, I don't tell people how to say my accent inflection is because I then have to go on and do this labor of, like, yes. having to tell them everything. And it's it's just, it becomes this thing that it, it becomes, like, kind of annoying. And it's like, okay, just, like, just say B to B. I mean. And we can just leave it at that. So I don't know. I don't know if that's I where feel she's that. coming from but I, I would that's where I would come from because then you have I to be was, like I didn't you know. like and also no, no, those... but it's also it's condescending though because some people will like on purpose because they don't actually mm. want to do the work to learn how to pronounce it they'll just well I'm just gonna ask her every single time and say it time, and we'll yeah like and so, so to all my friends who are listening to the podcast Zimafe is absolutely not how you pronounce my name <laughs> <laughs> That's not how my mother or father say my name, but I'll let you live because, we'll like, Vita me said, live. it's too, it's too much work. Like, and it's never gonna sound the same, right? Like, it's just, it's. But you know who actually pronounces my name correct all the time? Spanish speakers, always on the first try, immediately. And I'm, I don't know, I don't know if it, I don't know what that is, but it's always, it's the closest pronunciation. I ever get is among Spanish speakers. In Spanish, your name would be Zemefe. That is closer than it's, it just, it's close. It just, it's not the same, but it's really like sometimes a particular Spanish speaker will say it and I'm like, I said it slowly. To say it all together quickly, it's Zemefe. Not quite. I've heard like some people say it and I'm like, it's not the same, but it's close. It's super close. Like I would almost be like, oh, is it Z? Z me fit? So the way my mom's like the way my, not the way my mom says it, the way it should pr- be pronounced is Z me fit. Z me fit. Yeah. Okay. Like, so you see how they I messed get up it. the first I. So the first it's a, something about the accent, they just it's, get it. It's, it'd be close. Me, you're right. It is Z me fit. It is Z me fit. Like, that is me. <laughs> It is Zimi Fit. That is. That's how you would say it. Yeah, it's not Zimi Fit. 
So I didn't really, I was like, I knew it was a language thing because they, it's all, anytime it's like a, a native Spanish speaker, always super close to the pronunciation. Mm. It's because I'm used to calling you Zimmy, Zimmafe, but in Spanish the I would be coming like an E sound. It would be Zimmafe, yes. Zimmafe. Yep. So it's much closer. But okay, anyway, so shout out to Argentina, shout out to Nigeria. So a little bit about my travel history. I immigrated with my family, obviously, to the U.S. when I was eight, and I didn't leave the state of Maryland <laughs> or the country until I was 17. Or I'm lying, I went to New York once. Um, and then I went to college in Pittsburgh, and after my freshman year of college, I got my first opportunity to study abroad. And that was actually the first time I'd left the country since I left, like traveled internationally since I left Nigeria. And so I studied abroad in China when I was probably like 18, right? Like super young. Um, since then, I also studied abroad in South Africa, in Cape Town. I've traveled to, I had to write it, write it down because I'd be forgetting, Canada, uh, Dominican Republic, Jamaica, Colombia, Indonesia, Costa Rica, Nigeria, Senegal. And then this was my first year going to Mexico. I went to Mexico twice. I went to Cabo and then I just did my little birthday shindig in Tulum. And yeah, I'll be going to France in like two weeks and then Guatemala. And I think I'm done traveling <laughs> until I go to Nigeria in December. So I really enjoy traveling now in a way that I did not. Um, probably a couple years ago, I'm a like creature of habit, very type A personality. And so when I travel, I need to know like, if anything changes in my schedule, I need to know like, what am I going to eat for breakfast? Where am I going to work out? What am I going to, you know, like I'm one of those, I, I know I'm one of those type people. And it just felt like too much. It felt like too much work to put into like planning trips until recently where I was just kind of like, like over the last couple of years, I'm like, yeah, you can just, you can just schedule it in advance. You can figure out like, anyway, I say all that to say I can be really type A, but I've learned <laughs> to relax a lot and travel in a way that I find more enjoyable. Um, and yeah, I think I've got, I got bit, I think Instagram got me, like I got bit by the travel bug. Cause every time you're on Instagram, you see like dope ass black women having all this fun in some, you know, foreign destination, doing some shit that you want to do, doing some excursion that you want to try. Um, and I think I started taking swimming lessons last summer. And so that also opened up my world to like a whole new type of like fun I could have on vacation. And so, yeah, I, I, I think, I think I, to the, to the podcast uh, title, Ain't I a Traveler, I think I'm a, a lifelong traveler now. Um, and I would say out of all the places I've ever been, my favorite place by far is Costa Rica. Um, I just, I just, Costa Rica is just me. Like the vibe, like everything about it. I don't want to say the vibe, but like the people, the food, the culture, the vibe, like it's, it's just everything. I had a blast when I was in Costa Rica. Um, and I also really love Senegal. I didn't get to enjoy Senegal the way I wanted to because we went from Nigeria to Senegal and the good people in Nigeria stole my goddamn luggage. <laughs> so <sad>. I, <laughs> I got to Senegal. Yeah, I didn't have any yeah. clothes, but I still had a blast. And so I'm like, if I could have a blast after such a shitty like thing happened in the midst of the, the trip, then I know that like that's a place I really enjoyed. So 
I'm going to have to go back to Senegal and, you know, redo it with clothes. <laughs> it would be a different experience. But yeah, I think Costa Rica and Senegal, um, Nigeria for different reasons. Like I wouldn't tell someone to go to, like if somebody was like, where should I go? Not for vacation. Like yes. if you want to go for a to, trip. Yeah, for a trip. But yeah. like, I, I wouldn't say like, oh, I want to go to Nigeria to relax and just chill and unwind. No. Fuck no. <laughs> No, <laughs> but you can though, right? They're beautiful. You beaches. can guide it, but it's uh, and that that's not gonna be the big whole time on guide there. Yeah, Nigeria is not Ghana. It's not Senegal. It's not the kind of place you can just pop up by yourself it, without knowing the nobody. Wrenches. You know, you gotta know somebody that knows the somebody that knows somebody. <laughs> But the the best trenches, the 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 most fun. Trenches. Oh yeah, the only trench that that's why like it's my favorite place to go. It's the trench. It's like you know when you're going when you're going back home, like to your neighborhood. Yeah. You know, like niggas be doing weird shit. And, like shit be popping off. Like <laughs> it's annoying and it's irritating to deal with, but it's like. But you know the turn up is gonna be a good time. You that know, block party gonna be lit. We still gonna be lit. Was, we gonna pop no by the block. it's it's all gonna be good. <laughs> okay, so now that we've talked about the places we've been, where do we want to go? Since we travelers and shit, like, what are our bucket list destinations? Mm. Asia, you better say Panama the way you've been uh, telling us with no passport. <laughs> well, the okay, so let me tell you how this expedited thing works. So here I am Ooh. on the State Department's website. I'm about to get an expedited passport. And so what I have to do is I have to buy my flight to Paris, France, because you said you're going to Paris. I got to give them the, the details. I got to give them the details. And, you know, they said if I'm traveling within two weeks, they can get me my passport within two weeks. So... I'm going to go ahead and make this Paris trip my excuse to get my passport in two weeks. Period, period, period. gang, gang, gang. Period. A whole lot of gang shit. And not a whole lot of gang. <laughs> a whole lot of gang shit. We can never be indicted on anything. If we ever got like Rico charges for A9 Woman, the number of times we yell out like gang, gang, gang is... I'm going to stop doing that because I know how to uh, gang know who they are. Mm. <laughs> gang know who they are. Okay, so wh- where do y'all want to go? Where, where What are some bucket list places? Well, ironically, Paris is not on my bucket list. Um, Me either. I mean, there are people in Paris who I adore and would like to spend some time with. But if I they love lived- Lily, <laughs> we love you, <laughs> Lily. If there was anybody else, um, living anywhere else, then uh, I probably wouldn't have prioritized Paris so much. Not that I haven't heard amazing things, but Mm -hmm. just that, uh, y'all, I am obsessed with uh, the continent of Africa, y'all. Since I was a little girl, I used to get these kind of fold-outs that would get mailed to me about like different animals on the continent and so like going on safari like getting to see the animals up close is a big deal for me and they won't be in cages y'all I hate zoos love to get to see animals so that's like a big one for me so definitely South Africa but um off the coast of Africa is 
a country called Madagascar and they have Mm. tremendous biodiversity um, in Madagascar. And so that's another place where I really want to go and just see all of these unique creatures that only exist in one place in the world. Like that's so exciting to me. I'm a microbiologist, y'all. Maybe I should say that. I've never said this on the show, but (laughs) I am a nerd. I don't know if y'all know. Because you know, people was like, why does she want to see Why does she want to see the animals? Why does she want (laughs) to see like marine life? Like this is weird. No, y'all, I'm a whole microbiologist. And so I'm fascinated with how different life forms, how biodiversity can kind of just explode in a particular area because circumstances are just so ripe for that. And in a microbiological sense, that because the climate is perfect for an infectious disease to kind of take off and spread like our changing world, the advent of air travel, sea travel. We're trying to do even more travel, maybe intergalactic travel. Y'all, we're going to start seeing intergalactic pandemics as soon as we do, because that is just the way life works. So I'm just really excited to see these places where biodiversity just has exploded. And of course, um, there are many places around Madagascar that I want to visit, like the Maldives, like a saint for me, Zimmy, I'm always going to mispronounce it. it. Did you say Mauritius? I think it's Mauritius, yeah. Mauritius. Uh, what's the Look, other one? Look, they want to go to places they can't even... I can't pronounce it. It's unfortunate, Sha. Wow, beating me? That was slander. Sorry. I can't wow. say it. I'm like, I don't even Mauritius. Know. You had to write the first. Okay, thank you, Zimmy. Or Mauritius. They don't, they don't never... see. They don't know. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. But yes, it's definitely a beautiful island that I've been looking at and it, staying there for maybe two weeks. And they're really... Um, oh, uh, like They're really... <laughs> They're really accommodating to remote workers, and mm. I joined the remote workforce, so it's it's a destination on my list. Um, but of course, I want to go back to South. Of course, I want to go back to South America. I never got to visit Peru. Now, mm. y'all, while I was living in Buenos Aires, I used to go down this little street. I think the street was called Abasto. I I'm not sure. It's Peruvian chicken from Peru. Oh my god! Yeah, it's Peruvian. <laughs> Zim- yeah, yeah. Asia, Peruvian can you chicken. please get your friend? Like, we cannot take her everywhere with us. I just thought about that. I was like, I love Peruvian. We can't food. take her that's... everywhere with, with yes. us. She can't if, come everywhere. I know. Well, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassing sometimes, but y'all, <laughs> if you've had Peru- <laughs> to know Peruvian food, is to love. Peruvian food. I've never met anybody who doesn't love Peruvian food. And also, there's a drink there. Ooh, there's a drink called pisco. Now, Chileans, they also make pisco. Chileans also make Malbec. Chileans got everything, but the piscos that I've had have been from Peru. Mm, it's one of my favorite drinks. It's does it doesn't take much. Little itty bitty drink puts in a lot of work. Um, my goal in life is to one day uh, export pisco. I want to make. I want to make my own pisco down there. Export it anyway. But of course, um, I can't forget Brazil. I did not get to visit Brazil while I was down there living in Argentina, but I got to meet people from Brazil, and um, it was always frustrating to me because I wish I, I wish I spoke Portuguese, but I don't. Um, Portuguese is like not a language. I have a lot of familiarity with i probably understand it because it's similar to spanish 
but I can't speak it the way I would love to. So I would love to spend like a year in Brazil just mastering Portuguese. And then India. Oh, India, India, India. No, look at Zimmer face. That, I do. I, if you ask me a place I would never want to go. It's India. It's too, I don't like crowds. And every time I hear about how densely populated it is, Jesus Christ. All of India is densely populated. I don't know. If you can go to Lagos, you can go to India. Girl. You'll be fine. Well, can I tell you my India story? You're right, actually. Lagos is real populated. I just don't like a lot of people, but you're right. But that's Lagos. In the culture. It's cramped up. Everybody's on top of each other. It's the same reason why I don't like New York. I'm really not into like... So maybe I can go to like a, a rural part of India, but like these big cities like New York, I'm not into it. Even um, Take in me Brazil, to India. We're, with Rio de Janeiro, when I be seeing it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, there's too many goddamn people. Brazil is huge. Like I know. So maybe a more remote part of most of your time in a rainforest if you wanted to. Don't, like, listen it's, to it's don't drop me off in no big city in India. Don't listen to Zim. I don't want it. It's too many of y'all. God damn it. I, I, I like Costa Rica. Very few people. <laughs> well, I, I mentioned the Maldives earlier, but really the Maldives is much closer to India. That's what I meant to say. My list is a mm. little mixed up. But India... <sighs> represents so much for me I've had so many like really beautiful people in my life that were from India in college I had a friend her name is Como we love you Como um she would go home to visit India with her family and she would bring me back things like these really beautiful things that I still have I still keep them um and she would tell me about it she was like you know Asia I've, I've never eaten meat before in my whole life I was like, you've never, ever in your entire life eaten any meat. She's like, no, no, I just, I never. And she would bring me food that was delicious. And I was like, oh my God, I can see how a person could live their whole entire lives without eating meat. You know, and she opened my eyes to that. And when she did, I was like, I've got to see India. I've got to meet Indian people. I've got to experience Indian the food culture. Is amazing. Food is bomb as fuck though. And culture I, is bomb as fuck. Like, have you ever seen an Indian wedding? No, yeah, so I, I just, like... I can't be in no big-ass city while Because I got to, like, grow up in the Bay Area, I got to see, like, a little piece of a whole bunch of different parts of the world, which is part of what made me really want to travel. And so, like, I got to go up around all different type of places. Like, I got to go up around people from Thailand, people from Vietnam, um, people from India, of course, people from Polynesian Island. Right, we're talking Samoa, uh, Hawaii. Like we're talking people from everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Like so, it's just it was amazing to get to like get a little piece of everybody. And we for days at my school, so it's like students from different cultures had an opportunity to just like put all their stuff on display, have assemblies, and we all got to like get a little of each other's culture so it was almost like the environment that I grew up in almost encouraged you to be able to go to different places be open mm. to different you know cultures be open to trying different types of food different types of music meeting different people so like it was it was awesome so I it became weird when I guess as I grew up more and traveling became something that was seen as to be like a luxury instead of something you're supposed to do it was more so like no I'm gonna travel to go on vacation right like I'm gonna go to Jamaica 
vacation. I'm going to go here because I haven't been somewhere in five years. Not because I just want to go somewhere. I want to meet new people. I want to taste new food. I want to see new shit. But can I ask? It's travel. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to keep us on time. But I do want to say, I don't like the rhetoric of like people have to travel. No, it's not you have to travel, but it's like mm-hmm. you should travel. Like I you don't, don't, you don't have to travel, but no, like you should travel because the I thing think you about travel if you want to. No, 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 no. See, this is the reason why I don't. Be- I don't believe that. I don't believe. I, do. I, I don't just believe like you should travel if you want to. I believe that you should travel. Like everybody should be inclined to see why? the why world. Must you travel because okay, and this might be the whole America fucking with me thing, but. I truly believe that if you just, for example, if you spend your whole life like living in the United States of America and you don't go anywhere else, you don't truly get to understand just how small you are, right? Like you don't truly know. Well, not in the global economy. Well, we're no, 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 but that's but that's the thing. Like we're insulated, right? You could live in America your whole life, and yeah, you're buying things that are from different parts of the world, but you could never really you don't ever really have to face the the real like but be material me, consequences of like there are people who travel like elsewhere. that though so no, you no, can no, no, meet no, but i'm not but, no no here, here i'm not what talking I'm saying. about people well 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 let me finish though right okay. i'm not talking about people who travel i'm talking about people who you've just been in america you've just been here if you don't have the opportunity to go somewhere else if you don't leave the United States of America, if you don't get on a plane and you don't go somewhere else, see how other people in other parts of the world are living, see how other things function in other parts of the world, just the atmosphere of being elsewhere that's not where you're used to, it completely changes your whole worldview. And it completely like so it, me. No, it, it absolutely does. It reorients you completely. I don't think it so. reorients you completely. You're not just it you like I don't. <laughs> Can I just say There's, this? I don't wh- think your orientation is based on whether or not you've left this country. There are people who literally have traveled to a bunch of places and just go and they stay at the resort and they eat food and they come back home. And there are people who have never stepped foot anywhere outside of their neighborhood, but who are super worldly, are constantly reading, constantly learning. And so I don't like when people do this thing where they make it seem like you can't have an understanding of the globe or people's no, circumstances. No, Zimmy, that's not what I'm talking without about. Without traveling. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay, so what are you I'm talking not about? Saying, I'm not saying that you can't understand like the real realities of people's mm-hmm. like of the shit that people are going through. I'm talking about the actual experience of I have left one country and I am a completely other part of the world where people around me are moving different people are speaking a different language customs are different like there's there's something about actually like physically leaving like the same thing that happens to us when we physically leave Nigeria there's something that happens to us when we get to our destination there's a orientation of the way that we now mm-hmm. it's oh, oh Okay, for me, be to me. This is why I say that. For me, no. And look, and this is coming from someone who does travel a lot. Not really. A lot of the shit I, a lot of the ways I think about the world, a lot of the ways I think I'm interested, don't really stem from like I. I, But I'm not. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's not. It's not about it stemming from travel. It's the fact that you like, and I think maybe because. 
we have always been moving. Like we have always been traveling since we were little. So maybe it's just something that we're used to, but there is absolutely something that happens to you when you leave an environment that you are completely used to and you go somewhere else. So when I go from the United States of America that I've been, been in since I was 15, 16 years old, and I go to another country, even of traveling, the process of going to the airport, getting on a plane, taking off, flying over different continents, like landing, you know, figuring out where I'm going to, you know, exit the airport or if I'm connecting a flight, where's my next connecting flight? If I'm in another country where people are speaking a different language, now I have to figure out how I'm going to get around. Like, it's about being a, like, it's this understanding that it's not just your world, what you're living in and what you're going through that's happening, but I you physically that. being able to like be I get that be to me. I think I just don't believe that it happens only through travel. I think they're like enough for me personally, I think there are a number of ways in which people can have an understanding of the world that's larger than their immediate environment or circumstances. Yeah, I don't Zimmy, think it, that's not what I'm saying. Like I'm saying you're that saying particular type of reorientation that you I know get. and I'm saying I don't think so okay. I, I, I don't that's what okay. I, yeah, I'm not it's okay. not that I don't understand I'm saying I actually don't believe that to be true because particularly traveling and being around other Americans in some places that I've traveled to I fundamentally don't believe that there, <laughs> there is any any type of reori reorienting that happen as a result of them happening to be in this this place that I well I'm what what Americans in. like I could girl I'm speaking, one. I'm speaking as <laughs> I'm speaking as I'm speaking as a black person right I'm speaking as somebody who's part of the diaspora I'm speaking as yeah. somebody who like so but does I, it matter what Americans right if it doesn't I, happen for all then doesn't that suggest that it's not something that's unique to traveling and maybe it's more so about like the individual and like where you know their but, but general no, disposition but, towards the no, world. No, but because if we're going to add the, the whole piece that we talk about, we understand the material conditions and different types of systems that affect yeah. the world, even if we don't travel, then it's what the understanding that this blue passport, if I'm somebody of a particular type of skin color, there is a particular type of way that I get to act when I go to different parts of the world, right? Which is why I said, I'm talking from the perspective of being who's part of the diaspora right people who are not white people who are not american or people who are not white or and british there's a particular type of way that we do have to move about the world because of those said material conditions that we talked about so it's not that's why i said that it's not just that oh like you have to travel in order to have this greater expansion or knowledge of the world when you do travel you take everything that you have with you and with that comes a particular experience and with that does come a particular type of reorientation that you do get mm. when you're going to different parts of the world so the experience is not my point is not that the experience is going to be the same for everybody but for certain people people like ourselves people who are not white people who might not be straight or you know British or European there is a different type of way that like we get to experience the world and we do get that kind of like that that mm -hmm. that like experience of having to shift and having to move because we understand that this is not my home 
this is not my familiar territory and I have to be able to conduct myself. I get all of that B to me. I'm just saying, I don't think that type of reorientation is unique to traveling. I I, I genuinely a hundred percent just don't think it is. But that type but, of reorientation but, often happens with traveling. Like it, it, I, I 100% agree with that. I think it, it can happen during traveling. I don't think it's limited to or unique to traveling, right? So I, 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 I definitely I a bit, let me just say that because you can read about a place all you want, but if you don't go there and you don't like experience it for yourself, then it's like you're you're not gonna have like the same experience as somebody who actually did go there. Well, like, I agree I with read that. About... Reading about a place is not the same as being there, but I I don't think how you orient yourself and your understanding of the world and moving through spaces is unique or so. It's not even you. It's limited to whether or not you have traveled to other places, and I don't like. I think I have a particular sensitivity to people making that argument because it really does it completely discounts the fact that there are people who are having these experiences and orienting themselves in different ways and, and learning to, to move through the world and work in different spaces who aren't traveled. Like, I just thing, don't think there's anything I, special or unique that happens. But, but Zimmy, with like, traveling. there's no, but I, Zimmy, like, honestly, me, I'm can, not misunderstanding. No, we don't no, agree. No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, no, no, I, 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 know we, I know we don't agree, but like mm-hmm. the reason why we don't agree is kind of like, it's, it's, it's irking me just a little bit because that's why I yes, like, you changing? don't, you, you have to, you don't mm-hmm. have to, that's fine. What I'm saying is that like you can have an orientation, you can have an understanding, you can have an awareness of things that are happening in different parts of the world, of the way that people are living in different parts of the world, of the way that things in different parts of the world are functioning. Absolutely. But it is different. And it is actually an addition when you get to also be in different parts of the world and you get to see those things happening in real time. You get talk to people in real time you get to experience those things for yourself the emotions the heart like whatever the case may be right once again I can read all about somebody being incarcerated like I can read all about Asada Shakur's story all I want to but if I did not go through it myself and I did not experience it myself then I cannot truly truly like I can't truly speak to what it what it really means to be in that position in that space and in that time. And that's why I think being able to travel is so important because yes, like we can orient ourselves to around you around literature. Me. That's all that, I'm trying to get and you to see. Fine. This is I'm a not, you I'm thing. Not it's not a universal thing. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm not trying to convince you. <laughs> I feel like you, you are though. No, I'm I not. Understood I'm your not. Point, though. I'm you talking, keep explaining I'm, it to me and I'm saying I'm you just not, don't agree. I'm that's fine. I'm okay. We just don't I'm not it's trying to, okay. No, 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 no. It's no, fine. I'm not trying to I love what you were saying, B to me. I've been sitting here listening to you and you've been describing my life. Like me traveling has been so critical. I would not be who I am at all if I had not saw more of the world. And I'm always mm. preaching to people, like if you get an opportunity to travel, 
please take that opportunity. You don't even know what you're going to learn. You don't even know how it's going to change you. Like there's no way to predict it because it's unique to you. So it's like, it's hard for me to even make an argument to somebody about why they should take the risk. Cause Hey, traveling is a risk. I'm going somewhere. You don't know uh, somewhere. You don't speak the language. You don't understand the culture. It is a risk to take. Um, so I can respect people who are not interested in taking that risk. Shout out to my mama. Shout out mm. to my daddy. Not your mama and daddy. I can never leave the country and expect either one of them to fly and come see me. It was beautiful when my mom got on a plane to come see me out here in Houston. Um, but I know my father never will. He'll never get on a plane. He he has so many reservations about airplanes. And so I respect that. But do I want to know who my dad would be if he got to go to some of these places he likes to read about or watch YouTube videos about? Absolutely. He is really into things like ancient aliens, right? And I would really love for him to go and see the pyramids like that. Come just come here with me and like let's just go walk up to one of these pyramids. Let's let's see them. Like let's experience them. And you tell me if you think that an alien had to do it or if some really clever human beings were able to do this. You know, things like that. Like and I think that <laughs> You know, I definitely relate to being reticent to travel because I, I've told y'all before that I grew up kind of, I don't want to say sheltered, but I, I, I guess I have to say sheltered. Like I had a lot of people supervising me, monitoring me, protecting me. And, you know, I didn't really get to, y'all, I wasn't allowed to hang out in the front yard. Like I was only allowed to hang out in the back or in the house. And so I think that created something in me of like really always wanting to see more, to experience more for myself. But not everybody has that drive, you know? People have other drives. Uh, people have other things that move them. And, um, you know, shout out to them. But B to me, I feel what you're saying because it, it was very true for me. And I, I do imagine that it would be true for anyone who had to experience being in a new place a new environment and they had to figure it out when you're traveling you've got to figure it out because it's new to you it's somewhere you don't know you don't you have an experience and so it creates a really interesting opportunity it creates a humility it creates a willingness to be teachable uh, you and and I think that that's really interesting about seeing somebody in a new place for the first time. So I think it's a beautiful thing to watch other people to travel with people you know and get to see them in a new place, experiencing something new. I think that's really beautiful as well. But I definitely hear what Zimmy's saying as far as like, yeah, not everybody wants that. Like some people are really averse to that. Did you say Zimmy? I said, or needs it, right? Like I, when I think about, for instance, like my experience in South Africa, right? And like, you know, you go to Robben Island and you see Nelson Mandela's cell, et cetera, et cetera. I felt much more connected when I read about it because you get to read about it in so much more like detail, right? Like you almost get to be like transported to like what that experience was like was a little ferry ride we took over to Robin Island. It was cool. We went in a cell. You know, they, they're like, oh, it's this big. And they show you. And then, you know, you take a little pictures. But I don't know. For me, I, I 
even just reading about like the resistance during apartheid, right? Like there was something about reading Steve Biko's book, right? That felt so much more transformative for me than the months I spent in South Africa. So like, that's why I get really weary about the argument that like this, there's this thing that can only happen once you step foot somewhere or like, I don't know. It's a lot of like well-traveled people that, <laughs> you know. Hey, Zimmy, I don't know. Like, I feel but like. I don't want to argue about it, y'all, because it's no, just my but, perspective. Yeah, no, that's fine. And we, I'm we, gonna, we, I'm we gonna, a minute. I'm going to just say this last just, thing about just it. Just hold we I'm got an say, hour. The other thing I wanted to say is we're at an hour and 10 minutes. And so part of the reason I was like, I don't want to argue about it because y'all know I'm looking at the time and looking at the, um, looking at our little Google sheet of what we going through. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go to my bucket list and then I'm going to kick to you, B to me. But I love that. Look, we can't even have a conversation about travel without getting into some like deep shit about like, how are people orient? Like, this is just us. Y'all gonna have to get used to it. We apologize in advance, but we don't. But I think it was a beautiful exchange, and I hope it that was. Can, I hope y'all can both kind of hear each other because I'm outsider looking in, so I can hear both of y'all. And I'm like, oh, that's true too. Like neither one of y'all no, are wrong. It's just that y'all are both describing two very different experiences, and I can relate to Beatamy's experience. I can also relate to your experience, Zimmy, of being in a place, experiencing something, and being like, mm, this is not really giving mm. what it's supposed to have gave. Like it gave everything. <laughs> But it would have given it if I read it in a book. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. But let me get to this little list. Um, okay. Travel bucket list. Um, and then I'm going to kick TV to me. My travel bucket list are Greece. I've wanted to go to Greece since I saw the Sisterhood of Traveling Pants when I was like 17. I'm steam pressed to go. Um, Morocco. The Maldives because... Instagram, I'll just be honest. I see all the girls on Instagram, you know, it's in Seychelles and the Maldives doing all the cute things. And I want to be there too on the, um, the you know, see-through boat laid out in the crystal clear blue water. Like I want to do all the things, um, soft life. Uh, I definitely want to go to Ghana and Italy. I've always wanted to go to Italy. And I want to say Egypt, but... I don't know if it's, a, if it's like a bucket list. It's somewhere I'm going to go, but I don't know if I'm like pressed. Like I have to go soon. Like the way I feel about some of these other places. What about you, B to me? Um, For me, I have Jamaica, Ghana, Cote d'Ivoire, Paris, Brazil, Chile, and Barbados. Why Cote d'Ivoire? I don't know. I've just always wanted to go to the Ivory Coast. I don't know why. Oh, okay. I, I feel the same way. And Sierra Leone, too. I just, I feel like traveling throughout West Africa is like a birthright. Like, it's something I'm going to do. Uh, but the thing, the reason why I didn't even put traveling to West Africa on my list is because I like, I'm going to buy a home there. Like, West Africa, somewhere in West Africa is going to be my home. You know what I mean? So I didn't even put that as like a travel destination because it, it's way deeper than that. Like, that's, it's way deeper. Not you colonizing, girl. I know. I'm going to be the colonizer, but like, <laughs> So my goal is my husband. Never mind. I'm going to go mute. Not you colonizing and stealing people's uh, yes, good, good, good African men. Yes, oh. I'm all of- no, I'm just, <laughs> I just said that to be problematic. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about, now that we talk about where we've been, where we want to go, how you pick who you going with? Because this is where shit gets tricky. How do you pick the travel crew? Who's coming? Who's not invited? Who you not sharing a room with? Who can't afford to stay at the oh, same hotel? You can. It gets I'm, real. 
I don't actually like to travel. I like arriving at my destination. That's the part that I like. I like being there. Uh-huh. The traveling part is some bullshit. So whoever I travel with got to make me not think about the traveling part. Shout out to my girl, Sarah. I love you, girl. Somebody will make me not even think about the long ass flight I'm about to do. Not even going to make me think about what I didn't pack because she got it. Hello? Bring somebody with you who will make your trip easier. They're going to cover you. They know what you need. They know what you like to have a good time. And while you worried about, oh, shit, did I, you know, oh, something's wrong with the room. Something's wrong with the, you know, uh, something I planned, something I wanted to do, I can't do. The person who's going to make you forget about everything that can go wrong with traveling, you get robbed. You, you know, I mean. You know, God forbid something even more horrible happens. Somebody who's going to take care of, you, care of you, look out for you, and somebody who is going to enjoy themselves so you can enjoy them enjoying themselves at, at the very least, like somebody who you really like. And so when they're having a good time, you're automatically having a good time. That's a great person to bring with you on a trip because um, as long as that turns up, you about to be turned right back up and it's going to be a good energy, a good vibe. And I just got to say, don't close yourself off to meeting people. Like I know Zemith made a face. <laughs> I have to say like the people. Ooh, tomato, tomato, tomato. Wait a minute. Tomato, brick, carrots, asparagus, throw everything at Asia. So mind you, I was living in Argentina for 10 months. So that's a long time to meet a person, get to know a person. And as soon as I moved there, I met someone, y'all. Asia, we ain't on that girl. No, it's not romantic, girl. No. That's not even why. We ain't on that, Asia. We talking about who you want to travel with. Hold on. Not who you want to meet there and be up under when you get there. That's a a whole nother conversation. We asking who who came on a flight with you. Because somebody came back with me to LA. Let me tell you. Jesus Christ. So I'm trying to tell you that I was living in Argentina for, and I was there for 10 months and I met this incredibly beautiful Colombian man, y'all. Mm. Oh my God, he was so beautiful. I know Ooh. you think this is going there. It turns out that he was dating my roommate. Yeah, he was dating my roommate and... Um, I lived in a house and uh, there was a, another young person who was renting out a room. I was renting out a room as well. And I had a host mom. Um, she had issues. I'm a part of her. I love her. Um, we on a part of the podcast where we talk about who we going to travel with. And, and I'm, we, we going to keep to time. We're going to be done at 135, Asia. So. Oh, okay. What's the story about? Okay. Okay. But I'm telling you what happened. This is how okay, I met so him. what happened. And so I met another friend, the, the person I was staying with. And this was their partner at the time. And I you thought. Oh, her man. Girl, no, I did not steal his man, but I met them and they were both really lovely people. Like they were so kind to me and they wanted me to see the city and they wanted to take me out. They wanted me to see more like, you know, you're so lucky to be here. So connecting with someone from there 
is a brilliant idea. And I know I just hit my elbow. Zimmy, I know that you're thinking like, oh, that's not safe. I have concerns, but. Oh, that's not why. I just don't be wanting to. Yeah. I I mean, I be joking about the people to be wanting visas, particularly if you're in Lagos. That man has proposed to 10 women, sis. You are not special. Um, But for me, it's mostly like, that's just not what I'm like. I can kick it with somebody while I'm there and have a good time. But like, I ain't really trying to kick it with you like that for real. Like, I got an itinerary. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I'm one of those. I'm like, I ain't really trying to do all that. We, you can meet us for breakfast or lunch, but no, no, no. I'm talking about something that they lead, like an opportunity, a trip that they, because they know the city best, and you can see the city through their eyes. So they'll be like, no, they'll be like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I told y'all I'm type A, right? I didn't made an itinerary. No. Whatever I wanted to do, I'd already said I was going to do it before I got there. I'm the type of person, like, let's say me, you and B to me go to Nigeria and y'all like, oh, we just met such and such and they're about to take us here. I'd be like, all right, cool. I'm about to hang out by the pool. I'll see y'all when y'all get back. <laughs> if on my agenda for the day it said hang out by pool, I'm going to hang out by the pool. But I'm not a hater. I'm not gonna block you unless not. We it was just the two of us, and you know for safety reasons, I'd be like, all right, cool, I'll tag along. But if it's a group trip and y'all meet some people, I'm like, I'll see y'all when y'all get back. I'm not a hater. Have a good time. As for me, I'm gonna be by the pool. Mm. You know, I tag along when I need to to make sure you good. If it's just if it's a duet and you know you about to go kick it with some dudes you just met. I'll come along for that just to make sure. Oh, good. that's really sweet, Zemi. Yeah. That's very but sweet. But if B2Me there, I'm like, all right, y'all. <laughs> so if B2Me rolling with me, you like. Unless y'all, unless it's like a group of men and you're like, nah, we feel more comfortable if it was like the three of us, then, you know, if it's a safety thing, like, okay. I will come. Okay. But if it's not a safety thing, I'm like, oh, yeah, y'all can go. You know, have a I, time. Let me admit that I was taking an enormous risk. So (laughs) I don't pretend that this was the safest or wisest thing to do. I'm sure there are people who know me and love me that are cringing. Like, you went out, you hung out with these people. You didn't know these people. Maybe they're cringing, but y'all, I had- That can be a good ass time though, Asia. I had a beautiful time. And that's the only thing I want to say is like, I'm trying to give y'all details, but these are real people, y'all. And I don't know what they would want me to disclose and what they wouldn't want me to disclose. You know, we had an amazing time. That's all I want to tell you. But wait, Asia, are you done telling us about how you pick your travel crew? I am. Okay, B to me, what about you? How you picking a crew? Gang, gang? Okay, to be honest with y'all. Yeah. I've never been on a girl's trip. (gasps) So, yeah, I've never like... I've never traveled with a group of friends. Like the closest was when I was in high school and we all played basketball and we had to travel as a team. That counts. Don't discount that. That counts. That counts as a girls trip. Absolutely. Have the team got their shit took because they want to start talking to some random people in the mall and we Ooh. told them not to go out. Them people lured them out of their room, came into all their shit. Niggas Ooh. came back and was hot. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what happened? And like, said I stayed in my room. <laughs> y'all didn't tell us y'all was going out. Then, no, the worst part, they didn't tell us they was going out. I'm like, y'all didn't tell y'all going out. Mm. Maybe you would have said something that somebody would have went and checked up on your shit. Like, <laughs> but anyways, I've never been on a girl's trip, but mm-hmm. the horror stories that I've heard 
if I really did have to like pick and I had to go on a trip, I would, it would definitely have to be my two best friends, Brianna and Cheyenne, all the motherfucking way. Like, where would they y'all gotta go? Come. I've been trying to get them to come to Nigeria. It's just so expensive. So we're trying to go to the islands instead. What part of the Ooh, island? Hey. Barbados. Fingers. <laughs> I don't know why. I just oh my gosh. Like, if we don't go to Barbados, then we're definitely <laughs> going to go to Jamaica. But we're definitely going to do that. Um, and then it's like, if I wanted to do like a big like group trip, then it would have to be like the five, the six of us. Is that six of us? The five, oh, of, us. The five of us. The five of us. Me, you, a- um, Cheyenne, and Brianna. Shout out That's to Cheyenne it. and Brianna. That's it. Queens. I'm not... I'm not going on no trips with nobody else. That's it. Like, I have to, I have to, like, we have to be, and it's like, if we do go on trips, it can't be more than five people. Because that's the mm. other thing I noticed. Like, you're the group. Like, even five people is kind of pushing it. But if you get a solid five, you good. But the bigger the group, it's like, the more there's a chance for things to just, not go right Mm -hmm. and it's like if you're planning on doing something expensive and it's like if 10 people are supposed to come and y'all all all supposed to split it 10 ways and everything y'all get in the mansion and y'all get in the bnb or whatever the case may be and people start it 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 becomes well you know how that's supposed to happen you send airbnb and say uh are we getting this send your money up front (laughs) because Well, I don't have to. I mean, that's what I used to have to do in my twenties. I feel like when people get older and they're a little. That's more why when I was in college and people were planning trips, going to Miami, yeah. going to Cancun, spring break. I never went to any of that shit in college. I didn't do none of that stuff. I was like, I'm good. Thanks for nothing. I went to Atlanta for spring break once, and I was not even. I didn't travel in college at all. I just went to Nigeria with my family. That was sixteen. I went to Caravana in Toronto too in college, and that was great but it has to be like really like my homegirls like I'm not traveling if we're not homegirls because shit's gonna like that's guaranteed to happen so if I'm knowing that shit's gonna pop off on a trip guaranteed to happen it gotta be the homegirls it gotta be the homegirls I would say for me to travel with people to travel with somebody we have to be aligned on where we're staying. I'm very particular about where I stay. And you got to be fun. And oh, third thing. So where, where are we going to stay? I don't, the lodging is super important. Are we going to have a good time? And by that, I mean, I, I like a balance of like relaxation and, and fun. Because some, like, I've never been on one of these trips, but I know people who have been on trips where like every second of every day is scheduled. Waking up at like 6 a.m. on vacation. I don't give a fuck where y'all going at 6 a.m. I ain't coming with you. I'm not like, I didn't fly halfway around the world to get up at an ungodly hour. I'm just not <laughs> interested. Like, so for me, you got to be, you got to have the right balance. Of, I, I'm the ass crack of dawn. Mm-hmm. My homegirl right now for Guatemala is trying to convince me to go on a um, sunrise hike up a um, volcano. But you got to be up by like 4.35 a.m. I said, fuck no. Oh, no, I would actually do that. No. No, 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 no. That I would do. I support her doing it. I ain't coming. No. Which leads me to my last. The reason why I would do that is like, who the fuck wouldn't want to go on a sunrise hike on a volcano? Like, first of all, first of all, 
first of all, the freshness in the air at that time Ooh, of day. That sounds so nice. Second of, fresh all, at noon. second of all, the like the serenity when you're in like tropical environment and it's like early, everything is just kind of waking up. Things are resetting from the night. It's mm, it's amazing. It's it's amazing for like your spirit, for your mental. You mean, do wellness. you know what's better? You know what's Dude, better? I would definitely do a that. full eight hours of sleep. Always you can get a better sleep. No. If the you time, go to I'm bed to early enough the night before, you can get a four eight hours of sleep. And the best part about it is that after you finish that morning hike on the volcano, you're gonna want to turn the fuck up and drink a goddamn mimosa. So the next <laughs> thing you're gonna do is you're gonna go to your hotel room. You're going to get dressed. You're going to go to brunch. You're going to get drunk. And it's going to be a good motherfucking day. Well, like, let me tell you why none you of that's going to happen. So my plan for the day is, because we on a little lake in uh, Lake Atitilan, Atitilan or whatever. I'm going to take a Here water taxi in. over to yoga around 8 a.m. The time I normally get the fuck up. Boom. Do my yoga. Go next door to the brunch place, right? Have my bomb ass mimosas. And then go about my business. There's no reason for me to be up at 4 35 in the morning. Bricks. But so my which leads me to my third point. Lodging, we gotta have similar taste in lodging. Or you gotta be willing to, you know, stay at your own, stay wherever you want. A good balance of fun and relaxation. I do not want every fucking moment of the day scheduled. It's too much. Uh-uh, not you being a type A, not wanting everything scheduled. But okay, so here's what I mean by that, B to me. I will literally write in the schedule pool day or beach day so it's a schedule but a i don't general need... schedule well for a particular day so like let's mm. say the day before we did excursion after excursion we went on a hike we did this the next yeah. day i just want to or we went zip lining the next day it's just like girl we going to the beach we gonna sit out drink and eat and that's it like where some people are like if i'm in another country i have to do something every moment of the day unless i'm wasting my vacation I don't believe in that. Like part of my vacation is I want to rest and relax. And my third thing that is absolutely crucial is I do not like traveling with people who are not comfortable, like spending time by themselves. And why I say that is because like, let's say for instance, you were dying to go on this hike. Go. <laughs> like, if I'm pressed to do something and like, let's say we're in Nigeria and I'm like, I really want to go see whatever. And y'all like, ah, I'm not really feeling it. I'm tired, blah, blah, blah. I'll be like, all right, cool. We'll meet back. I'll meet y'all back for lunch at X time. I'm out, right? Maybe not Nigeria because, you know, it's, it's oh, no, the I trenches. definitely do that in but Nigeria. You know what I'm saying? Like in, in most definitely. places in the world, like I don't want to feel like I have to do things I don't want to do because you're uncomfortable doing them. And I don't want to drag nobody to something that I know is not really their thing, right? Like, so I'm, that's actually why I don't mind the real big group trips is because there's always somebody who wants to do what at least one other person wants to do. So I could be like, ooh, good. I ain't want to do that shit. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I've never <laughs> been I've never when they went to the museum in Nigeria, trip. girl, can I tell you, I was so glad because it was a huge group trip for Nigeria. I said, thank God, because I do not want to be, I, I do not like going to museums. Like, what? Imagine, I don't. I really I, don't. You just yeah. said that on audio recording i don't i don't I like them um, i think i went to the national the african-american museum the really big one girl i didn't even finish i left no but that's the thing people people go back this is multiple times because it's so big you're not supposed to get it can i tell you i'm already dreading having to go to the louvre 
I do not want to go to that show. What? I know. I don't like. I don't like. Oh my gosh! Around forever to see the way pictures. I don't want to do me and a whole instructor. I don't want to see the fucking Mona Lisa. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I'm not into it. I'm just not Mona Lisa. I'm not into it. Me, I don't want to see that old lady or young lady, whatever she was. Self is an architectural like masterpiece. It's a mathematical perfection. Like it's not just about what's in the building; it's the building itself, too. Yeah. Like, and there's other things in the Louvre besides the Mona Lisa. I know that. I'm saying I don't want to see none of it. Like, I, I I don't mind. Okay, let's let me let me say what I mean by that. If I could just walk in and go, and it wasn't a crowd, and I didn't have to wait, was in me. I can't do but, it. But I can't. See, but see, we couldn't travel together because I, I don't give a fuck if you go. Zimmy, what you if can I go. told you that, mm-hmm. you know, the Louvre is one of the unique locations in the world that gets so many visitors. So even just in line or standing outside or whatever, you could meet a lot of really interesting people who maybe travel from very far. I'm not interested in meeting people, remember? I was like, just about to say, you know, I don't even want to meet nobody. And two, I do not give a fuck. I don't want to go to that nut ass museum. I don't care nothing about the Louvre. No, I don't want to. No, no, no. What I'm describing is just the experience of being like there. Like it's everything B to me said, but it's mm-hmm. also the people who go there because they want to see maybe the Mona Lisa, but maybe they even know of some other art that's there that they want to like it to see in person for the first time. And it's pretty. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's plenty. Yeah, it's plenty. And no, I said it's pretty. It's pretty. Oh, you said it's pretty. I thought you said it's pointy. <laughs> no, no, it's pretty. I just saw a picture. So this, so, this is my thing, right? So, okay, for me, one of the things that I really, the reason why I took a course like AP World History, I was in high school, was because there was just something that I really did enjoy about like some of the more notable moments in history like even within the chaos some of the moments where you know something beautiful something meaningful something that we could all learn from came out of right which is where, like I I understand the whole point of like when we read things and when we're able to you know get more into literature where we are able to transport ourselves particular way which is why I enjoyed reading so much but part of the reason why I also enjoyed reading so much about those things is because I was excited about seeing them right like Mm. I want to go see the art pieces I want to go like I want to go see the museums I want to go see those little pieces of history those little parts from so long ago I want to. I don't know why, but I want to physically be there. I want to me. I it. think that's lovely. Wanna, no, but can I finish? Can I finish? I mean, yeah, girl. I'm just I'm saying, just like, say, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I think sometimes it's more. Me. It's more than just the physical thing. It's there's there's something else first for other people about mm-hmm. actually like physically being there being able to say like no I saw that shit for myself like but do you remember how we got here I didn't say you couldn't go I said I because we're still on who makes the travel crew I want to travel with someone who's comfortable knowing all that and going go doing yeah no but like that's and and leave me out of it because that's part of my point too (laughs) I that's part of the like the reason why I traveling alone interests me so much is because I don't want to be tied down what other people are doing because even when I just well, you don't have to be B to me. 
That's the point I'm making, right? You oh, can, tra- can if you travel, you. if you travel with people who wait, am I muted? We can't, no, we can't hear Asia. Asia. Oh no, I don't want to interrupt though. Oh, I was just going to say, that's part of my point though, right? About the kind of people I like to travel with. I like to travel with people who can be a little bit independent, right? So I don't have to feel bad that I, I don't want to, maybe after two hours at the Louvre, I'm like, all right, I've had enough. I like architecture. So I'd be really interested in like the structure of the, like when I saw it and I was like, oh, that's really pretty. Yeah. That's what I mean. After two hours indoors, after two hours indoors, I might be like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I've had enough. And I don't want to feel bad about it. And I don't want you to, you know, like, so that's my ideal travel collective is like, we're here together. But we are independent people who enjoy different things. And it's okay if we don't spend every fucking waking moment of this vacation together. Like, you can do things you're super interested in. And I can, there might be some shit I'm really into that you're like, eh, it's not really my steez. Right. I'm, I don't be tripping. I'm not like, but, but, can but you there's but some like people, people, but there are some people who they come on the trip because they want to be with other people. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't come on the trip to split up by themselves and go do other stuff. Like, they really, because they wanted to just hang out with that's their friends. fine don't travel mm. with me because yeah no no no. i feel it but i'm just not saying, you meeting, like you know what i mean like those no no, no. and and but i'm not that i'm not that person but I, I don't think so like for example like one of my really good friends is like that like she'll have what she wants to do but she's not gonna want to like go to a whole nother country and do stuff by herself because like, yeah. she's like but i came with y'all like i came with my people like if y'all go I'll do something and fuck it. I'm gonna I'm do it. But I'm gonna come with you too. I'm gonna come with y'all. But if it's like she's the only person who wants to do something, she's not just gonna go off and do something by herself. So it's like you also have moments where there is that one person who be wanting to do that other thing that everybody else don't necessarily want to do. So I do be wanting to make way for that other person too. And I go, okay, well I'll go with you. Like fuck it. If I don't want to go with you, mm-hmm. I'll go with you. That's so you know, we also make space for those people too. Let's talk about barriers to traveling. What are they? Well, obviously, <laughs> I'm expired passport, passport girl over here. So <sighs> that's a barrier. You have to have your paperwork in order. And that includes things like travel insurance. Um, Which I never buy. <laughs> I actually buy travel insurance. Don't play me. I'm a bird. I got to do better. I'm going to buy travel insurance <laughs> next time. <laughs> Especially after this last trip, don't play me. I know, but the insurance don't be covering shit. I'm sorry, let me not d- detract. Go ahead, Asia. <laughs> yeah, you do have to read those policies pretty closely, um, and and make the best decision for you. Um, but I think in addition to like passports, visas, and other kind of logistics. I mean, time is really of the essence, right? You got to like make your plans early and then execute. That's what you got to do. I would say money. For me, the biggest barrier to traveling is is finances, right? Like I would go somewhere every month if I could, right? If I had the financial resources. Shout out to all the men who want to be sugar daddies. <laughs> We're available. <laughs> um, I'm available. Asia is available. Being is available. <laughs> um, not you throw out the peace sign. But yeah, I think finances, you know, traveling can be expensive, right? Especially, and I, I'm in a major city, right? So traveling out of DC, you know, you can always find a reasonable reasonably decent price um but yeah you know I'm really particular about lodging so like sometimes I'm not gonna stay at a hostel shout out to the people that do but I'm not about that life and so some of the costs can start to add up and so for me I 
I try to get around that by going places that aren't as expensive. So honestly, France is not somewhere I would go. I mean, I've, I've always wanted to go, but it, it wouldn't be somewhere I would go this year if it wasn't my, my friend's birthday, just because of the cost, not because I don't want to go, but you're not getting a lot of bang for your buck, you know, in Paris. Uh, so yeah, it's always the money for me, always the money, because I have a pretty flexible job. So that's, that's it for me. So I guess I would say definitely all those things and language um, mm-hmm. is definitely one of the things about traveling. When I was in Turkey. It was actually kind of hard to get around the airport because a lot of the people that worked there didn't really speak good English. So, or maybe they were just saying that because they didn't want to talk to me. And that leads to my other barrier to traveling being black mm. is a huge barrier to traveling and yes, the the anti-black thing um in turkey everybody was super short with me like the the lady at the counter when i first got there she was annoyed she just held her hand out, out at me and i was like what do you need and she rolled her eyes and she like slapped her hand down on the table and she was like id I was like, oh, okay, like, let me get my passport. Like, that's all you have to say. You don't have to, you don't have to be that way. Like, it's fine. Mm. Um, yeah, it was. Damn, just, I've it, always wanted to go to Turkey too. That's a little disheartening. No, anti-blackness is everywhere. So it was, it was really weird. But yeah, definitely like being black for me has been one of the biggest barriers to traveling. It's, yeah, I, I am so like, there's nowhere else that I'm, more aware of my blackness than when I'm going outside of the United States of America. Like it's weird because mm-hmm. you have a you do have a particular you have a particular experience in the United States of America. But when you also leave the United States of America, there's a whole other like thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe we can get into that in another episode. Okay, thank y'all so much. We love it. Um, thank you. Have a good night. ECB out. ECB out. Should we leave the recording? Yeah, yeah. you can leave the recording. All right. Ooh.